open up your Bibles, whatever else you might use to read the Word of God, to 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. That's where I'm going to start off. I'm going to be reading out of the NLT. Um, yeah, I'm just going to jump right into this. So if you need to open up, you need to catch up, just pause it and then go to that. So here we go. 2 Corinthians 5, 18. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Gosh, I love reading the Word of God. There is so much in there, but I want to focus on one aspect of this. I really do. And that's right in verse 20. It says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. That's the whole message that I'm going to be talking about today, is being an ambassador of Christ. And this is something, I don't know, to me this is something I hear tossed around a lot of times in churches, especially in the American church. But I, I don't know if people fully grasp this because we don't really understand ambassadors too well because we don't really know um, royalty and kings and stuff. That's usually when ambassadors are talked about. So I just want to start off with what is an ambassador, right? An ambassador is this, an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign country. If you didn't catch that, just Google what's an ambassador was the first thing that popped up. But I, I love this one. I love this definition so much. First of all, it says an accredited diplomat, right? This isn't some random person they pick off the street and say, hey, go represent our country. Right? You don't send that to a foreign country. You don't send random people off the street to do this for you. And I love that because Christ isn't sending random people to be his diplomat, to represent him, to represent God. He's, these aren't the random people. These are the believers. These are his children, his people, his brothers, his sisters that he is calling to go into foreign countries, to go into foreign lands and to be his diplomat. I, I love that so much. You are accredited. If you are a believer, you can do this. Right, you, you don't need all these like accolades. You don't need all these uh, seminary years, all these degrees and these papers that say you're good enough. Christ called you good enough. You can go and do this. And I love that. And I also love how it says that you're a representative to a foreign country. Even if you're in America, this is foreign because we're not from this world anymore. When you die and you're resurrected in Christ, you're not from earth anymore, man. And that sounds a little weird maybe if you're not a believer, but that's the truth. We're from heavenly things. Our thoughts need to be focused on heavenly things nowadays. We need to believe that that's truly who we are, where we belong. We don't belong on this earth anymore, so really we are foreigners. And I love that. I love that so much, man. This is so important. Like, we have to go into this world now, and we need to represent Christ. We need to represent Christ like no one else has, man. So I, I want to show you guys an example of someone doing this in the Bible. Uh, to me, this is my favorite example of this in the entire Bible. So I'm going to jump to Acts 28, 3 through 6. I'm going to say it again. Acts 28, 3 through 6. And th this is the story of Paul. This is one of his stories. And I want to give you a little background on it. So Paul, at this point, has now been in prison wrongfully. He actually could have been free, but he declared that he wanted to appear before Caesar. So then they had to continue imprisoning him so he could get to Caesar. It's, it's a crazy story. I love this story. And so he gets put on the ship and sent off to Rome, right, to appear before Caesar. That's where Caesar is. He's in Rome. And so they're on the ship. And while he's on the ship, God gives him a dream and basically says, hey, this ship's going to sink. You're going to be fine. And so they go through this insane storm. Their ship gets just absolutely destroyed. And 
right? So if you like look at this, Paul's not doing great, right? Paul's not in a great situation. From the outside looking in, it looks like Paul's life kind of sucks, right? If I'm going through this, I'm going, holy smokes, God, I'm just trying to follow your will. Like, what is going on, right? And when that happens, this is when we're most agitated usually. When things are going wrong in our life, this is when we're easier to snap. This is when we just reach our breaking point. That's how most people would be if they went through a shipwreck, wrongfully in prison, and now they're on some random island, right? So this is where we pick up the story. So here we go. They land on the island. That's where they get they, the ship breaks and they swim to shore. So they kind of finally figured out where the island was. It was called Malta. And so what does Paul do? Immediately, he starts gathering an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire. A poisonous snake driven out by the heat bit him on the hand. It just keeps getting worse for Paul. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. I love this representation. These people see his ship get wrecked. These people see what he's going through. And then he gets bit by a snake and they're all sitting there going, oh, he's about to die. Oh, he did something wrong. Right? They start judging him immediately. And I love this because this happens so much in our lives. When things are going wrong for us, people immediately go, okay, what's in your life? What kind of sin do you have? People immediately start judging us. Paul was doing nothing wrong and this was happening. You could be in the same situation, but how do you react when they judge you, right? It says a snake bit him. I love this because there's slang nowadays for people who are kind of just cruel and go behind your back and kind of slither behind your back. People call them snakes nowadays. That's a slang term and I love this representation is what happens when a snake bites you? What happens when someone comes at you? When you're going through hell, right? When your ship is wrecked, when you're on a random island, you're wrongfully imprisoned, right? you got everything going against you. How do you react? Are you an ambassador of Christ at this point? Because it's so important that you continue to represent Christ well because non-believers are watching. They are always watching Christians because they want to find reasons not to become that. Right? It's, it's just crazy. They don't, like, if you actually ask non-believers what they think of Christians, so many times it's negative because so many people in their life claim to be Christian and they represented Christ wrong. And because of that, they cannot believe in God. It, it's so sad. Like, it, it, it's so bad. And in my life, like, the more I grew in Christ, I started to hear stories of this. And I go, man, I don't even want to be called a Christian. I don't even want to be labeled Christian because of how wrong people have acted with that label. I don't want to be labeled like them. But in one day, I was just kind of complaining about this in my mind. And I just hear God speak to me. And he goes, if you don't like the way that it's labeled, you don't like the way people think about Christianity or the, the label Christian, then change it. And, and I love that. And that's my challenge to you today is if you're sick of it too, or maybe you're not even living it, right? If you're not actually being a great ambassador of Christ, change that, right? Let's take back the Christian name. Let's take it back, man. Let's start being the right ambassadors that we're supposed to be for Christ. Let's start showing people who God truly is by treating them right, by being kind, by being generous, by being willing to help, by being a really just a friend, man. Being their neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself, man. Let's start treating people the way Christ would. Let's start showing them who he is. It's so vital that we do this. And that's what I have to challenge you guys today. If you call yourself Christian, it's so important that if people know that, you have to act like Christ now. You have to show them who God truly is. Every time you call yourself a Christian and you act wrongfully or you hurt someone, that, like, that destroys the name of God for those people. That ruins the name because now they have a false interpretation of who God really is. So I challenge you. 
If this is you, if you're struggling with this, or even if you're not, if you're struggling with the name Christian, man, take it back. Start living that life. Start living as an ambassador. And watch what happens. The same way Paul, right? They called him a god. It's so cool is if you listen to how Paul's story ends with this. He actually, because of this, he gets the opportunity to pray over their leader. And he does, and he heals them. All of a sudden, he starts getting everyone saved. He starts preaching. He stays three months on this island healing people, saving them. It's incredible the opportunity it led him to because he stayed faithful to God. Because he continued to represent Christ the right way. And when we do that, it opens doors that we can never open on our own. So again, my challenge to you is this. If you call yourself a Christian, you're not living up to this standard of an ambassador of Christ. I challenge you to start doing that. To start challenging yourself to do this. And if you are a Christian and maybe you're struggling with the name Christian, take it back, man. Take it back. Start living it. Start letting people know you're Christian and live the right way so that their interpretation of God becomes right again. Man, that's so good. Oh, God, you are so good. So I just, I just want to close in prayer now. Father, we just love you so much. Father, we are so thankful for you, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, right now that you continue to pour grace on us, Father. Your grace abound in us, Lord, so that we can be your ambassadors. So that we can go out there, Father, and give people the true representation of who you are. Father, I challenge people and I ask for you to give them the power, Lord, to do this, Father. Just thank you for this. We love you so much. We are so thankful for you and all the good you work in our life, Lord. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.